listening to Law and Gospel on this Rumination Tuesday, October the 8th, in the year of our Lord, 2019. Normally on Tuesdays, we're with Mark Smith, who unfortunately is on assignment this week. And so... Also on Rumination Thursday, we're usually with Wes Reimnitz, but he's going to be on assignment. So we decided to bring him on today, which is Tuesday, October the 8th. How you doing, Wes? I'm doing fine, Tom. How are you? Oh, very good. Uh, no snow yet. <laughs> no snow yet. Although it was yeah, like cold here too. 52 degrees. It was in the low 60s here. Yeah. Well, from 90, not too bad. That's what I love, <laughs> not hearing any air conditioning going on in the house. I know we're going to have a pretty low bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the furnace has to kick in, huh? Well, something has to kick in. As we're going to be talking about today, the two kinds of righteousness and I dare say, when I hear people talk about that, what are the two kinds of righteousness that Christianity talks about? Well, the one, of course, is the righteousness we receive from Jesus Christ, uh, that robe of righteousness where we're declared to be righteous in his sight through faith in Jesus. But the other kind of righteousness that I think a lot of people think about is the righteousness that every false religion has, work righteousness. But um, you got me an article that talks about the two kinds of righteousness, and those are not the two kinds. Can you explain what you found? Yeah, I took an old article from... Uh the Reformation 17 blog that uh, 2017 that Senate put out. And I thought they did a very good job in condensing in just a couple pages those two kinds of righteousness. It comes out of Luther's uh, sermon on two kinds of righteousness, uh, delivered right around 1519, 1520. And the one that you explained already is Christ. Uh, righteousness, but the second is not the righteousness or the work righteousness that we see in all these other religions. He calls it our proper righteousness, and it's a righteousness that's connected to Christ's righteousness. Our, in other words, if we call ourselves righteous, it's because Christ is is in us, and we would see things like. Um, Galatians 5, fruits of the Holy Spirit, kindness, tenderness, you know, things of that. Or if you read in John 3, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit. Our proper righteousness comes from Christ. Probably the other way to discuss it is uh, man's two kinds of sins. Well, explain that. What are the two kinds of sins? Well, I'm thinking of original sin. In actual sin, wouldn't we? Wouldn't we call it those two kinds of sins, of mankind? Original. What you're is, born with. You're born with, and of course, Christ said, "Out of the heart comes all kinds of manners of evil and and, and problems that we have." 
that uh, our actual sins are a result of original sin that resides within us. So what you're saying is the only righteousness that truly brings us into a right relationship with God is that righteousness we receive from Jesus Christ, who was obedient, his act of obedience is transferred over to us in what's called the robe of righteousness. And in that sense, we are righteous in God's sight. The other kind of righteousness you're talking about, therefore, the good kind, is actually our life of sanctification? Yeah, that would be a better way to say it. Yeah, Luther calls it our proper righteousness, but I say sanctification, our, our life of good works, and they they flow from, from uh, a faith. And... Um, is something that we continually work on. I thought it was good that we discussed these things today because we hear, we've heard so much about work righteousness and acceptance of Christ and how we accept Jesus into our life. Wouldn't it be fair to say that by the time we say we accept Jesus, he's already been there? Absolutely. It's a distinction between how one is justified and how one does works of sanctification. We're justified by God simply declaring us righteous through faith. The best example of that, Abraham believed the promises of God regarding the coming of Isaac through his elderly wife. He believed it, and the next verse says, and God declared Abraham righteous because of his faith not because of his works. And that's over and against, say, for instance, in Luke 18, the Pharisee who says, God, I thank thee that I'm not like these other people who commit yes. all kinds of sin. He's falling back under the wrong kind of righteousness, thinking his own works. And remember, he starts naming them. He fasts, he ties. Those are ceremonial laws that he thinks saves him because he's obedient to them. Is that, uh, would we also say that there's a dis distinction then between historic and saving faith at that point? Yes, he believed the history of the Bible. Six-day, 24-hour creation, Abraham existed, David existed, the Red Sea existed, all the miracles of the prophets. But they didn't believe the message about the Christ who is to come for the purpose of saving people who could not save themselves. They thought they could save themselves. And that's so critical for us to remember in our, in our daily life that, that we are saved because we believe that Christ came into the world for me and for the whole world. Yes. Part of the reason that our program is called Law and Gospel is that helps to clarify passages of Scripture that seem to contradict what you're saying here about the two kinds of righteousness, that the righteousness of sanctification does not save us. But then we run across passages where it seems like sanctification gets us into heaven. My, my favorite one, and there's a number of them, who can understand properly, apart from law and gospel, the parable of the sheep and the goats? 
Mm. Because in Matthew 25, uh, Jesus says to the sheep, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Now, a cursory reading of that seems to say that these works done by the Christian is a reason they're getting into heaven. But these are not works of justification. These are works of sanctification. You know, what that reminds me of is the story of Zacchaeus. You know, when Jesus said, come down, I'm going to stay at your house today. Zacchaeus, the tax collector, hiding up in a tree. Sycamore tree. And he says, you know, I'll give back four times as much, you know, for to to, to everyone. And he, he was just overjoyed. And Jesus says to him, today salvation has come to, to the house of Abraham. And uh, it sounds like his works, but really he was looking at his faith. Yeah, you really got to look at the context to come up with that conclusion. Like with the parable of the uh, sheep and the goats, they kind of forget verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, those are the sheep, Come, you you who are blessed by my father. So that means Mm. there's a gift they're getting. And then the next word is really critical inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. It doesn't say, you know, get the kingdom prepared for you in light of your many good works. And yet right after Mm. it, he shows the works. I was hungry, you gave me food. And so what I like saying, and this is the second righteousness of sanctification, that God looks for that on Judgment Day as the evidence that you are a true believer in Jesus Christ and that faith is what saves you, not these works. Works, yeah. Another way to put it is, uh, I, I saw in Luther's sermon there, Psalms 130, In you, O Lord, do I seek refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. It doesn't say my righteousness, but it says God's righteousness. Exactly. In fact, it reminds me of something that I know a friend of mine is often talking about, about uh, something that is done and something not on, not yet done. Remember? That is. That's what you say. What I say. Yes. Remember, you have that Christianity, everything is already done. It was all already done. And in man's religion, you got to still do it. Exactly. And so, therefore, when Jesus points out the works of sanctification as a criteria, for why you're going to heaven, it's not the works 
that are getting you to heaven. It's the motivation behind the works, namely your faith in Jesus Christ. Because he did it all on the cross. He paid for your sins. And a lot of even pastors forget there's two gifts that Jesus gives. Not only the forgiveness of sins that takes care of deeds that you are breaking according to God's commandment, sinful deeds, but you also get the robe of righteousness that takes care of all those good works you're unable to do. And Mm. Jesus did them for you, and that's why you're going to heaven, because of his righteousness. And that righteousness comes, what, by baptism or by uh, coming to faith, the Holy Spirit entering our hearts? I think um, since baptism, the one we understand as the Pentecost baptism, didn't occur until even after the ascension of Jesus into heaven, all those Old Testament believers also were saved. And they were saved because God gave them faith. I mean, you go to Abraham, who's not even a believer, and God tells him, leave your country, go to where I'm telling you to go, you're going to be the father of many nations. Abraham goes. How did he get such faith? That was given to him by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. And that's the same, you're a fisherman on a boat. Jesus says, follow me, or you're a tax collector like Matthew. Follow me, and they follow him. I mean, that'd be kind of hard if I had an (laughs) occupation and somebody said, follow me, and I have no idea what's going on. But once you receive that faith, faith means you trust the promises of God. And to follow him means that the promises he's talking about, that we will be fishers of men, is absolutely true. And isn't that true of our pastors and teachers? You know, they they uh, come from many parts and walks of life in, in our United States, and they, they go through our seminaries or our teaching colleges, and then they, they receive calls. Our pastors receive calls from the congregations. Not not in their hometown, but in various other parts of the the country or across the world itself. Exactly. So we need to be kind of careful in talking about the righteousness, because there are three kinds. There's the kind that you get from Christ simply through faith in Jesus. Then there's the kind of sanctification that you do, which means you do good works, but are motivated by your love for Jesus. And then there's that bad righteousness where you look to the law to obey it in order to be saved. Nobody gets saved by that. Well said. I think that you really bring that out well. That second kind you know, motivated by Christ's righteousness. Uh, Luther makes it plain that it's connected to Christ's righteousness. Have you got a quote there from Luther at all? Oh, I got so many of them here that... 
as as you said earlier, through faith in Christ, therefore Christ's righteousness becomes our righteousness. Yes, and all that that He has becomes ours. Rather, He Himself becomes ours. So, you know, it's uh, it's in Christ that we we receive this. The righteousness is a product of righteousness of the first time. You know, this this our righteousness or our sanctification, Luther would say, is a product of righteousness of the first type or Christ himself. Yes. Yeah, it's really important that people understand what we're talking about when we talk about sanctification. That is really a result of justification. Mm. Yeah. Or as, as Luther would say, through faith in Christ, therefore Christ's righteousness becomes ours, and all that he has becomes ours. Rather, he himself becomes ours, or as the apostle calls, righteousness of God. In Romans one seventeen, for the gospel is the righteousness of God is revealed. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So we're connected with Jesus in in faith. Yeah, the way I see it is that every false religion in the world that looks to the law to be saved, they think the problem is God and that we got to get God to be reconciled to us. And the way we do it is by doing good works because that works in the secular realm if you want to impress your boss you do extra work, you come in early, you stay late, and you get a promotion. But that's mm. not the way Christianity works, that you're already promoted when you're hired. And therefore, all your works are a result of your having been promoted. And I think the, I, like, I like the way that you, you put it, because it really talks talks to what we've been talking about the last month or so of, of these other religions where they people say that that's the way they get to heaven and uh, it makes it plain even luther comes right out and says john chapter 14 where jesus said i am the way the truth and the life that it's only through christ and it's not not any of these work righteousness and interfaith things that people are talking about it's not faith it's, it's a false religion yes one of the best passages is second corinthians chapter five for those who think that they have to do a lot of work to get god to be reconciled to them verse 18 says all this is from God, namely our new life, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. And what does that mean? Not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us a message of reconciliation. So the purpose of KFUO is to explain to our listeners that God already is reconciled to them. The problem is never God. The problem is always us who, because of our pride, do, want, do not want to think 
that we don't get ahead with God by our works. Right. And earlier in Second Corinthians 5, we use that passage, we walk by faith, not by sight. So that we, we, we live in that. And then Second Corinthians 6, after that is, today is the day of salvation. You know, the day that we, we are in faith in Christ is the day that we are saved. Yes. And, that day of salvation, therefore, has already occurred. Because of what happened at the cross and the resurrection and the ascension. Right. And it's that that we rely on and have faith in. And it's right now, today, it isn't, I'll get around to it tomorrow or it happened years ago. It's right now that I believe in my Lord Jesus Christ. This is important that pastors and the church members are really ambassadors for Christ because God is making his appeal through us to be reconciled to him. In fact, that's what verse 20 says. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God because for our sake, he made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And that's that right. first righteousness that you were talking about today. Right. And in, and he says it again in John 11, where he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall never die. And, of course, when he said that to uh, Mary and Martha at the death of Lazarus, they said, well, we know he'll rise again from the dead on Judgment Day, but Jesus saying, no, that's going to happen today, which he did. And for that, as it says in John 11, many came and followed Christ because of uh, the rising of Lazarus. And that was in preparation for Palm Sunday and that week before. Well, that became the last straw for the Pharisees because oh, yeah. they believed that Lazarus had risen from the dead, but they believed it was the work of Beelzebub that Jesus was working with, namely the work of the devil. And, of course, that wasn't true at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And... Uh... They believed because of of, of uh, the raising of Lazarus, but it also says they believed in Christ and as as a savior too. Would you say who did the the people, the masses? Well, I think they believed in him because of his message primarily. And remember, all the miracles were done to give evidence that he was the Messiah, because in the Old Testament it says the deaf will hear, the blind will see, the dead will be raised. And that, of course, was therefore the evidence for them. This is the Messiah, because he's doing the things of God as prophesied in the Old Testament. And I'm so glad that we took the time today to to talk about those two kinds of righteousness, actually the three, the one that is work and the other two that are connected to Christ himself. And that's to help people understand the scripture so that when they read a passage like the sheep and the goats and they read about their good works, they 
would not jump to the conclusion that it is their works that are saving them. No, that's just the evidence of the faith that saves them. Yeah, Jesus resides within us. And it's, it's it's such a tough concept for us to do because you know we walk you know the we walk somebody across the street because they're having sight problems and we go how good I look for having helped somebody today yeah. versus the fact that I would do this as as a follower of Christ. Yes, and you don't think about your motivation. A lot of times you just do it. So. As you were mentioning, there's an old Adam and a new man, and both have different motivations. <laughs> and they're still warring within us. That's right. Well, we won't be with you this Thursday. I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do. I've got a couple of options. But the following Thursday, you'll be back. And oh, I'm looking forward to it. The following Tuesday, we'll be back with Mark Smith. I'm Tom Baker. You've been listening to Law and Gospel. God bless. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 930 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.